Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Three hundred three in the nation's capital. Good to have you aboard with us. Always live and free on the Odyssey app as well. One final hour to go on this Wednesday afternoon. Good to have you with us. Three hundred one two three zero zero nine eighty. So the NFL has issued a statement. The dumbest sports league in all the land that has managed to be so dumb and so stupid in so many ways has issued a statement. Remember how we did Dum Dum of the Day on Monday before we did Robert yesterday for his LSU to the cross thing or whatever he did? Remember on Monday when... The NFL posted something on their social media how Travis Kelsey is 2-0 and as Swifties or whatever it is. Uh, and, and, anyway, then they changed their social media banner. It's, again, the official NFL social media, uh, you know, uh, banner heading, I guess. And it's all pictures of Taylor Swift. She's clapping. She's, oh, like she always in as in every picture. I've never seen somebody that takes more pictures going, oh. I was like me at the dentist this morning. There's a visual element right now to the show that anybody that's listening can't see. Yeah. Just assume it's the face you think he's making. Yeah. But but I, I I'm t- I'm not making this up. Every picture of her that I I I have every picture. Way too many pictures are of her. Oh. Like, I've never seen it before in my life. She does seem to have her mouth wide open a lot of the time. She does. So then they issued a statement to People Magazine, of all things, on their Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift coverage. Quote, we frequently change our bios and profile imagery based on what's happening in and around our games as well as culturally. The Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey news has been a pop cultural moment We've leaned into in real time, yeah, no bleep, Sherlock. And it's an intersection of sport and entertainment. And we've seen an incredible amount of positivity around the sport. The vast majority of our content has remained focused on the game, our players, and a variety of other initiatives, including our Toy Story Fun Day football altcast, the international games, and more. So, again, they've changed up their banner headings and whatever. 
to clearly take advantage. They want every single Swifty to be a part of the NFL movement. Which is fine. It's just way too freaking much. Like, as usual, the media, and in this case, the sports league, does something so far in excess that people wind up hating it and resenting it. And I've already reached that level. I'm sorry, I have. Like, I I, I understand the cultural phenomenon that Taylor Swift is. I understand Travis Kelsey is one of the best players in the game. I understand it's a cool story. I do not need to see Taylor Swift 685 times a game. If you want to have the cultural crossover between artists like Taylor Swift and everyone like that and the NFL, then the NFL stadiums need to just have a always open celebrity box that every game you can figure out who's the celebrity at the game and they can make it be a crossover event with whoever locally is a celebrity or a fan. It's got to be something like that. Having it be because that's I think that's a big thing. We've had two weeks now of Mm -hmm. what almost feels like it being like kind of shoved down our throats. Yeah. I didn't even watch the game because I knew that half of the shots were going to be back towards them. And it's like, I don't feel like that's a good use of my time. I mean, listen, I, I won't let it affect me watching a game. I, I was driving for the first half from Philadelphia, so I missed the first half. I was listening to it on 106.7, 105.7, and, and WIP in Philly just sequentially down the road uh, on my trip back from Philadelphia. Well, right? they all have the Westwood One feed. They do. Uh, but when I got home for much of the second half, I mean, how many references did I hear about, see, Taylor Swift? And then even on Monday Night Football – because uh, Grant tweeted about it, and it made, like, for the win or whatever, uh, there was, like, this back and forth between Joe Buck and Troy Aikman late in the game when the game was a blowout. Like, you know, you know what this game is missing, Troy said? And uh, and Joe Buck was like, don't say it, don't say it. Like, and, and I guess they refused to say her name, but clearly the inference was... A distraction. That this game is missing something that would replace this boring, horrible-ass domination by the Seattle Seahawks. And now the NFL is coming out with statements to People magazine. And what's next? Is Kansas City in London this week? Or is that next time? I I can't even remember who who they're playing. i got to look it up. I think they're in London this week against... Oh, no, no. That, the Jaguars are staying in London. It's the Bills. Jaguars-Bills, yeah. I'm sorry. Where's Kansas City playing? You know? I could not tell you right All now. All right, I got to look that up. Just ridiculous. All right, let's get to it uh, on the phones. Uh, let's go to Sweet Lou. He's been waiting on hold for a little while. Then we'll get to uh, a couple of buddies of mine. What's up, Lou? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Chris. How you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Shout out to my guy, Matt. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, um, I want to ask you a question. After, what is this, what, three and a half years of Ron, mm-hmm. which show evaluation do you think his his entire staff pretty much without? Yeah, TV, I, okay? I've said this, and I haven't batted an eyelash for the last, you know, two years roughly, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I think they're incredibly mediocre, at best mediocre plus, and that's at best. 
and and that doesn't mean they're not good people. That doesn't mean that they're yeah. not good coaches. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're not working hard. They are not. Right. They are not huge difference makers in any sort of positive way. They're also not bad enough to be bad enough, if that makes sense. Got you. That makes sense. So I guess I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the majority of us are calling for him to. Re, I guess to go ahead and resign or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of the things like the Quan Martin situation is just. Chris, man, this is exactly why we keep saying these guys ain't, you know, they're not for, they're not, they, 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 they just can't get the job done. Whether it's drafting players, whether having, you know, JDR as far as his defensive scheme, you know, things like that. I mean, with Ron, you know, not knowing, I mean, come on, man, you got a bunch of players and then you selected the guy and you telling us that, oh, he's behind. So what was the point you drafting the guy when you needed? Like Paulie said, we needed an offensive line. We didn't need that guy. Okay, but but that but that's the, but but that's the thing, Lou. When they drafted him, right? The way I justified right. it was, you know, again, you have all these contract situations coming up. Number one, number two, he's versatile right. that he can play safety and slot corner, aka the Bobby McCain role. What I didn't expect was yeah. on October third for the head coach to sit there and say, "Well, the only reason why he can't play any defensive snaps is because he can only play at safety and because he's behind three other guys." And by the way. Derek Force has stunk this year. Okay. I'm sorry. He has. Like, but yeah. I-, I was expecting, like, the head coach who doesn't handle questions correctly in a lot of cases, who doesn't think outside the box and doesn't layer and have context, who doesn't have nuance and subtleties to his answers. He just, like, thinks about what's in front of him and that's it. And maybe I would too if I was in his. I don't know. But I'm paid to think about more than just beyond the box score, beyond tunnel vision. And 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 what he didn't say was this guy could play slot corner too. But you know what? He's also got Danny Johnson who can play slot corner, and they refuse to do that as well this year. Like move Benjamin St. Juice out of the slot if Emmanuel Forbes is struggling. I, I, I don't have exactly. any problem with Emmanuel Forbes. He's gonna get beat from time to time. He's good enough to get beat. He's good enough to make some plays as he did down the stretch on one particular drive where he had a couple of pass breakups. But I, I, but I'm I not against yeah, I'm not against putting Benjamin St. Juice out there against a bigger, more physical receiver who's having a big day and they're clearly targeting him and putting somebody else at slot corner. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it. The scheme of JDR, as far as you know, him having, you know, Emmanuel Ford running with the, with the other guy with the number one receiver. Like you said, I mean, put the bigger guy on the bigger guy. Put, I mean, it's just that's that's what I'm saying, Chris. They are stubborn. They're a bunch of liars. They not up. They're not here to get the job done. Bottom line, it's been three and a half years. So it's been a bunch of lies. I mean, talking about they ain't had no plays or whatever. whatever. I mean, come on, Chris. I, I, we not, I, I don't come on the radio try to get people fired. I, but when I see things, and I feel like he, him and uh, his buddy, JDR, they, they, they just not getting it done, man. They just not. I mean, I, like, I hear you. Look, I, I know, I know you're f- more frustrated than I am, and more frustrated than you know many are. I, I get it. Um, you know, listen. Here, here's one thing that I would say, and I appreciate the phone call as always. Don't lose tomorrow night. I don't know if I could take a week and a half of the same stoic BS. You know, well, you know, we played hard. You know, I, I want to win. I want to win. You know, it's important to win. And 
Ron has said some of the right things this week. It's not like he said, yeah, guys, we were looking for a moral victory and we got it. He hadn't said that. He said just the opposite. But I can't have you go two and three, losers of three in a row, going to Atlanta 10 days in between games and losing to the Bears, even though the Bears are capable, capable of putting up points against this defense. More than capable. Uh, Appreciate you, Lou, as always. Let's get to my guy Jason in Chicago listening on the Odyssey app. Jason wants a employee here at Odyssey DC and a good friend of mine. What's up, Stitch? How are you? Hey, Chris. How's everyone going? Oh, it is going better than the Bears. The bad news Bears. You know, I'm sorry to to derail your Taylor Swift conversation. You know, maybe the Bears can sign her at wide receiver. I think she's got the wingspan. Um, You know, Chris, uh, as, as you said, you know, I spent a lot of time in D.C. and the feeling of the typical Bears fan now, I relate a lot to the feeling uh, fans had when RG3's injury happened and then the seasons after, it was just it was clear that he had lost it and that he wasn't the franchise QB. There was so much excitement over the drafting of Justin Fields and his talent, and even in the Denver game, you saw that you know he, he can ball out. But then the, the, the late turnovers in the fourth quarter, and we lose the game to a team that had 70 dropped on them. And this is just an organization that is the most dysfunctional I've ever seen. And I know D.C. fans are no strangers to dysfunction, but take that feeling that you had when you guys realized that RG3 wasn't going to be the franchise QB and multiply that by 100. I mean, in the last two weeks alone, Chris, I'm sure you've had Chicago media people talk about it, but in the last two weeks alone, We've had our defensive coordinator resign, and our head and our head coach just go, eh, that's okay, I'll just call the plays. It's no big deal. Uh, we've had Chase Claypool initially reported that he stayed away from the team, only to be told on the back end that the team told him to stay right. away. And every answer out of, out of the head coach in the press conference is just unsatisfying, and fans are really feeling like this is the lowest point. And you know me, I was, I was previously the self-appointed number one Jay Cutler, uh, president of the Jay Cutler Fan Club, but uh, I didn't think things could get worse than the John Fox and Mark Trestman years, and uh, they are. And so, as much as I hate to say it, you guys are going to drop at least two touchdowns on us and win handily. Well, see, here's the problem. I don't think the commander's offense is going to have much of a problem against the Bears' defense tomorrow night. What I worry about is the Bears' offense against this commander's defense. And that's easy to say after the commanders have given up you know, 30 points per game on average and just gave up 34 and 37 in the last two weeks. Uh, but... I mean, it's true, like, you know and I know that Justin Fields is capable, certainly, of running, breaking, contain, and if you let him out in the pot. Khalil Herbert is better than people realize. And D.J. Moore obviously finally broke through, and Cole Komet is capable. I think this Bears offense can give the commanders some trouble tomorrow night. Do I think they're good enough to win the game? No. Do I think uh, it should be a close game? No. But I also know that the commanders rarely, if ever, make things easy on themselves. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, too. One last point, and then I'll hang up and let you get to other callers. But you're right in that the Bears, the, the Bears can hang. But as we've seen recently, they can hang for about three, three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, two weeks in a row, I think it was, or two out of the last three weeks, just late 
you know, game on the line, two minute drill. Justin Fields has a chance to, to to win the game for us, and then there's just turnovers that happen for whatever reason. You can mm-hmm. call it coaching, you can call it whatever you want, but as a Bears fan, as just a typical Bears fan here in Chicago, the optimism has just been drained from us, and it's hard to to look at a team like the Commanders, who quite frankly seem to have more talent overall than the Bears, and say, yeah, that looks like a game we can compete when we just lost to Denver, who had 70 dropped on them by Miami. So. Right. I'll hang up. I'll let you talk, but uh, good checking in with you, Appreciate buddy. Appreciate you, Jason. doing well. As always, same to you. Uh, always good to hear your voice, uh, Jason, in Chicago. Again, former Odyssey DC employee and a longtime friend of mine, so I appreciate uh, him checking in. By the way, the Orioles and Major League Baseball have announced Saturday's uh, ALDS Game 1 will start at 1 o'clock, which is a really smart move considering Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks are playing at M&T Bank Stadium at 7 on Saturday night, give everybody a chance to get in and out uh, as best as possible. All right, we'll take a quick time out. The Birdman, and that's why I did that, is coming up next. I'm sure he wants to talk a little bit about his Orioles as they get rested and set up for the ALDS. And our pal Sean in Connecticut will be next up. And you can squeeze in. Uh, we don't have a ton of, ton of time. Uh, for uh, a bunch of calls, but we have a little bit of time uh, that we can get to before um, Lee Steinberg. Actually, uh, that's what we're going to do next. All right, coming up in about 10 minutes, right here on the Team 980. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we are about eight or so minutes away from Super Agent, best-selling author, million multi-million dollar entrepreneur one of the faces of the nfl quite honestly for the last 30 or so years the great lee steinberg going to join us uh as we talk about the different policies now that have gone into place in the last couple of days about the nfl and its gambling uh and also we'll talk about patrick mahomes we'll talk about quarterback play uh, because he's had so many we'll talk about sam howell the commanders all of that and how he would best advise eric the enemy moving forward all right let's get to uh my pal the Birdman. 
First up, Birdie, 1 o'clock on Saturday. We don't know the opponent, but 1 o'clock on Saturday at Camden Yards. How are you, pal? I am wonderful, Chris. I smell the air. It's going to be in the 60s this weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a taste of fall for the uh, for the road to the fall classic, baby. You think Billy Joel no, is going to um, – do you think Billy Joel is going to show up at Camden Yards or no? I don't know, but the Orioles could be uh, could be over there in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's true. You see what that's I did true. there? Yeah. Oh, in the middle of the night. <laughs> see, I sing it better than you do. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably about the only thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Very nice. Anyway, Chris, I like the. I I I know you got another caller, so I'll make it quick. Um, I like the Orioles um, against the Rangers, especially. Because I don't want to see them go against the Rays. I'm not saying the Rangers are less formable. I do think, um, just looking at the series record, I think they're five and five. They're 500 uh, in 2023 against head-to-head mm-hmm. against each other. Um, I, I just think that going against Tampa Bay, a 99-win team, um, would be a lot of a tougher task. Well, well, they, you know, I think it would be for familiarity purposes and because, you know, Tampa obviously plays the Orioles so much. But here's the problem. You know, Tampa is a shell of itself. I mean, no Shane McClanahan, no Wander Franco is a dope. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they've got so many injuries. They've got single-A and double-A players throughout their lineup. I mean, guys, you know, I, I mean, they are so, so ravaged by injury. Just the fact that they got to 99 is amazing. It is. It is. Um, you know, I do it. It's really the toss-up. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we can get you know the Orioles can set their pitching. They 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 they're going to have well-rested players. I'm kind of hoping the series goes to three games. Um, you know, the Tampa and the Rangers series that is goes to three games so we can get you know get them a little bit more depleted no matter what it is. Um, but yeah, I would take the Orioles probably in four or five games um, just because home field advantage. I think that's going to be pivotal into this. Uh, Commanders. You're not going to believe me, Chris. I am taking them for the win, um, minus the points. Mm. So I'm taking them, yeah. Minus, yeah. Uh, minus I, I, I seven, I think I last heard. I think the uh, I think the Sharks had them down to about and five and a half, somewhere in that range. The Sharks off the coast of Cambodia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had them at six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, like I, would that. Take, I would take the uh, Commanders. I like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, th- I, I think the uh, – the, the the tall tale tale is how you win football games, how you lose football games is turnovers, mm-hmm. and the Bears make way too many turnovers. I, I so listen. There is no doubt about that. They turned the ball over late in that game the other day uh, and kind of screwed themselves from winning their first game of the year. Uh, good luck to your uh, O's on uh, on Saturday, pal. I wish I was up there with you. If you want to buy me a ticket, I'd be more than happy to drive up and hang out uh, and, and and have. You, you know you where know. I will be, Chris. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. where I will be. I hear you. Uh, we, I was going to say we can hang out in the birdbath together, but you know, apparently you're going to be uh, you're going to be nice and safe and, and and in your comfy confines. I appreciate you, Bird. Uh, we'll get to Sean Connecticut in just a little bit if we can. Uh, Sean, a um, uh, little dicey at this point. Just want to be honest and upfront because we have Lee Steinberg. 
a super agent, best-selling author, entrepreneur, a huge part of the NFL landscape. He'll come uh, and talk to us about the NFL's new revised gambling policies, what impact that has on players, on the league, on the sport. Is it a good thing, bad thing? We'll talk some commanders. What advice would he maybe give or what representation would he try and give to Eric Bieniemy, who tries to become a head coach, not this year, but obviously next year. We'll talk about it all with Lee next on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, right back at you just after 3.30. I tell you what, uh, we're going to wait on Lee Steinberg. He should be giving us a call in just a moment, but let's try and squeeze in our pal Sean in Connecticut here on the Odyssey app. Uh, Sean, I know uh, there's been some issues out there. I appreciate you uh, being patient with us. How are you, pal? No problem, Chris. I was just worried that I was playing on my end, but I think nope. the FEMA alert at yep. 220 messed up the Odyssey app. But I'll be, I appreciate you squeezing me, and I'll be real quick. The one thing I want to say today is if, for some reason, the commanders do not win tomorrow night. I think Ron Rivera needs to be fired. I think I, – I, I know it's, it's one game, but it's really not one game. In year four, he has to win this game. This is a game we need if we want to be serious and get an ounce of respect from anybody in the NFL and if we want to make the playoffs. I think we have to win this game. I think if we lose, it shows he can't leave this team to win anything. So if we lose, Ron needs to be fired. Um, that's basically all I had to say. Thanks, Chris. I'm looking forward to the next segment. Have a great day. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you as always. Uh, appreciate you being so kind. Yeah. Uh, if you're having any problems with the Odyssey app, we're trying to you know work and, and figure out everything. Uh, don't give up on us. Always keep checking. Make sure everything's updated. I went through my cell phone last night. Somehow my automated updates got turned off. I had 64 updates that I had to do. <laughs> I mean, it took like I I put it to like do all of them overnight, and it was still doing the updates at like six hours later. That's how many updates I had to do on my phone. No wonder why my phone is a piece of, well, you know what. No wonder. Um, all right, so, again, uh, you know, there's what Sean just said. Listen, I, I'm not a big advocate of calling for people's jobs. I, I certainly defend coaches much, much, much more then I blame them. I absolutely do. Um, and I don't apologize for that. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't think that's the wrong policy. Uh, policy is a strong, um, you know, a, a strong, uh, I guess, term. It's not really a policy on my end. It's just how I feel. It's just how I feel. And I... I don't think Ron's going to get fired or Jack's going to get fired. Or I guess if there's another special teams disaster, Nate Katzer is going to get fired after tomorrow night's game if they lose. I think there will be a very, 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 very loud drumbeat for it to happen. I do not think it will happen. So let me be clear with that. And I... Honestly, I, I've tried I, I tried to think about this even before Sean called. How will I react Friday or Thursday night, late night on Twitter, X, whatever, if if 
that happens. It would be an inexcusable loss. It would be three in a row. I'm sure a large commander's crowd, commander's-based crowd, again, not 15,000, 20,000 Bears fans that are going to be there, will be very upset, booing, sad, whatever, same old thing. Oh, here we go, 2-0 start against two weaklings, three losses in a row, uh, two against understandable opponents, one against the worst team in the NFL, so on and so forth. Now, I, I would I would sort of take umbrage with the worst team in the NFL mantra just because even though I'm not a big Justin Fields guy as a passer and I never have been, and I've been very open about that since before he came out of Ohio State, when I, I mentioned specifically over and over and over again on this station, on this show, I was not a big Justin Fields fan. I know he could run like the wind. I got it. I need a quarterback to pass the ball consistently. That's what I need. I don't need playmaker. I need somebody who makes plays, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't need Michael Vick in his young days. I needed somebody who could complete a pass. That's what I needed. And we didn't get that. Um. So... Anyway, um, Matt, why don't you try and give Lee a call just in case there's a, a did you, if 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 you got that number that I I think I sent you. Oh, okay, okay. So we're we're gonna try and get Lee Steinberg up here uh, in a second. I, I just want to talk to him about uh, the things that we had on the slate form. Um, so again, like they could lose this game. And while it would be perceived as a huge embarrassment and a huge letdown, it is the NFL. It is Justin Fields. They do have DJ Moore. Khalil Herbert's better than you think. Again, they should not lose this game at home. They should not lose it, but they could lose it. And because of that, and because they would still be 2-3, and three, even though that would be a massive disappointment, I don't think Ron's getting fired or Jack, or anybody like that. I could be wrong, but I don't think that. If they were 1-4, 0-5, that would be different. But I don't think that's going to be the case. But I will say this, right? This is the most obvious kind of time that you would do it outside of the bye week. And the bye week doesn't come until... What, after they play the Miami Dolphins on December 3rd, I think it is? When they play the Dolphins, and I think it's the next week that they have the bye? That's the most next obvious. I guess after Thanksgiving in Dallas would be another spot because you have, again, the longer weekend. But remember, when you change coaches on a bye week, on a longer weekend, the coaches can work whatever hours they want. But you can't have the players practicing and running through a brick wall for you. That can't that doesn't happen. So you know I, I mean look, not to say that you can't, but also here's the thing that you have to keep in mind. Right, say if Ron fires Jack Del Rio, which, again, I don't think is going to happen. 
then who's calling the defensive plays? Is it Jeff Scanina? Is it Ron? I mean, Ron's got his head is is, is plate full as it is, as the GM, head coach, and Grand Poobah of the organization. Is Ron going to start calling plays like Eberflus did? I mean, remember, their defensive coordinator resigned essentially in because of a scandal. Not because he wasn't good, not because there wasn't pressure on him, but because of a scandal. We don't know all the details, but there's been enough cookie crumbs that have come out. So, I don't expect anything to happen tomorrow night. I don't think anything should happen tomorrow night. I think the most obvious natural spot would be, again, after that Thanksgiving Day game, especially if that's ugly, or after the Dolphins game going into the bye. But more likely, Ron's going to make it through the year. All right, joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, uh, and we'll get to NFL gambling, is sports super agent, author, best-selling author, philanthropist, the chairman of Steinberg Sports, and really one of the main faces that you think of that is synonymous with the NFL's growth in terms of the booming business and players getting paid uh, millions and millions of dollars. It is Lee Steinberg. You can follow him on X or Twitter at Lee Steinberg. That's L-E-I-G-H Steinberg. And he's always good to us, and we appreciate him uh, for uh, jumping on. Lee, it's Chris Russell here back in D.C. How are you? Hi, Chris. Doing great. Yeah, I appreciate you making some time for us. Uh, as always, great to have you. Um, I guess one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on, and I know uh, obviously this is a changing landscape and it just kind of became uh, official a couple of days ago, is now the new amended policies between the NFL and NFLPA. And you, as a guy that has been around athletes your whole career, uh, has done wonders for them. Uh, I'm curious as to how you're kind of seeing the new amended policies. Is it a good thing for players? Is it a good thing for those in the NFL PA? Or is it just a good thing for the NFL to send a message that the integrity of the game is not to be messed with? You know, the one thing that could ever put a, a damper on the growth of the NFL and other sports is the premise that somehow an athlete was involved with gamblers, uh, got in debt, and somehow shaved their performance. The certainty is the games are played on an even playing field um, with everybody trying as hard as they can. And and I've never seen a policy uh, which the NFL had towards gambling dissolve more quickly mm-hmm. than what's happened. Uh, if you go back 10 years, um, no teams in Las Vegas, um, a iron wall uh, on Indian Casino or mm-hmm. other advertising. Now, all of a sudden, the NFL owns part of uh, the fantasy gambling. And uh, you see that the Washington team, now you can go upstairs, you know, and, and get a Coke and yep. place a bet. Yep. And so this has been a, a rapid shift. But I think that... Um, it's critically important for the integrity of the game that players not be involved in gambling. I counsel our players not to be involved at all. What the NFL wanted to do, what the NFL PA did, and I support them, is to try to lower some of the penalties because there seemed to be some confusion as to what the uh, mm-hmm. policy was. And so I back them and I back the players. But the concept of uh, somehow people 
perceiving a football game as no different than wrestling mm-hmm. um, in that wrestling scripted and, and uh, you, you want people to be sure and certain that these games are on the up and up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Lee Steinberg with us uh, again, super sports agent. He's had so many first round picks, first overall picks. Uh, we can't even count uh, <laughs> just again, part of the landscape of the NFL for as long as I can remember and happy to have him with us here on the team 980 in DC and the Odyssey app worldwide on the BetQL guest hotline. Speaking of uh, betting and, and gambling. Uh, so you mentioned you're in favor of the NFLPA, of course. Oh, that makes sense. You advise your players not to get involved at all. So you tell your clients, your players, not to gamble on any sports or just the NFL or just not at the facilities? Because there was some ambiguity with all that in terms of guys making bets on other sports from a team facility, but the NFL didn't want you to do that either. So I think it's pretty clear that the NFL doesn't want bets being placed while players are at the facility. Mm-hmm. So that much clear. The the most penalized part of that policy is that the um, is betting on an actual NFL game, and worse that can get you kicked out of the sport is betting on your own team. Mm-hmm. So those guidelines have become clearer. Um, again, is there hypocrisy here? Yes, you have a league that is profiting from money that they're making from fantasy sports, uh, gambling sites that um, you you can bet in an actual stadium. You can uh, see Indian casino advertising all over a stadia. So it's like being a little bit pregnant. But at the same time, I do think there's a common interest in keeping the integrity of the sport sacrosanct so that people uh, never start to question it. Remember what we're dealing with with the NFL. 81 of the top 100 Nielsen shows last Mm -hmm. year were NFL nighttime football. That means that football for the first time in America is not only the most popular sport, it's the most popular form of televised entertainment. Yep. So you would like nothing to ever uh, hamper that or, or, or dampen the enthusiasm. Lee, what's the state? You've had so many first-rounders, number one overall picks. Again, we, you know, we've chronicled some of that. What, what's the state of quarterback play in your eyes across the board, across the NFL landscape right now? It's the most critical position in probably all the team sports is a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And let's define that as someone that you can win because of rather than with, who you mm-hmm. can build a team around for 10 to 12 years and who in critical situations, the quarterback's thrown a couple interceptions, the crowd is booing, the game's getting out of hand. Can he compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, tune out the pass and elevate his level of play to take a team to and through victory. Look how many games are coming down to the fourth quarter, uh, the last drive. Um, they're coming down those critical moments. So a quarterback who lifts the team up, put him on his back is invaluable. And and we have a large number of them. Um, and and you think of Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and, and Allen and, and uh, uh, Baltimore's quarterback. And, Lamar Jackson. And there, Lamar Jackson. There are a number of, of them. 
And uh, what, what's got distorted here is the developmental curve of younger quarterbacks. It used to be we'd wait three years till we knew whether or not the quarterback was a success, and now mm-hmm. three games, and they call him a bust. Right. Well, the adjustment period from being a college quarterback with a game that moves so much faster, with a degree of separation that's less, with being able to see the field clearly and read it and have it slow down, that just takes time. And um, because of contemporary media and and, uh, and fan wrestling, <laughs> we don't get that time. We judge someone to be a bust after a couple games. Yeah, no doubt about it. Lee, I got two more things before we run out of time. Um, so that being said, what you just said, and everything I, I think most people would agree with, can we continue to pay – these franchise, franchise quarterbacks, maybe some are not as good as Patrick Mahomes, quite honestly, and deliver like Patrick Mahomes does, exorbitant, exorbitant amounts of money in a salary cap sport and a sport that also requires 52 other players to fit into that puzzle. So please remember that there is an absolute division of revenue, which is 53% for the owners and 47% for players. And that is specifically set up so that the revenue means the sport is profitable. So the NFL is swimming in money. And the answer is, at certain positions, yes, they can pay the Mm -hmm. quarterback like the big stars and other uh, 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 deals. Where you get hurt is the backup player. So if you lose a offensive tackle the the drop off in talent between his backup and him is not like he's just a slight bit worse he may be a undrafted free agent and so it puts a big premium in on injury and avoiding injury because once your critical player is injured you don't have a player to replace him you don't have cap room to replace him and uh there's not much you can do no doubt about it. Lee Steinberg with us. One more, uh, Lee, if you don't mind. If you were Eric Bieniemy's represent uh, representative, if you were, uh, you know, kind of in a situation where he's done everything he can, interviewed 15, 16 head coaching vacancies, had to take a job with the commanders, yes, as an assistant head coach, but and as a full-time play caller, because it just wasn't happening. How would you attack the plan moving forward in terms of getting him a head coaching job, which many people argue it's just common sense at this point and long overdue. And I agree. I mean, I watched him at, at Kansas city. He's got everything it takes to be a, uh, a great head coach. I don't know what goes on in his interviewing process because he's certainly um, the players love him. He's got all the expertise. Um, he's uh demonstrated success, Um, I would take a look at franchises that are currently having problems and start to plant the seeds a long time in advance for the fact that he could become available. So I think that what you want to do is lead the process so you're not sitting there, you know, on uh, whatever, Black Club Friday uh, with all the coaches being fired. You want to lead that process and be in touch with owners and other people just um, to to remind them that he's available and uh, all of his skill set because um, 
uh, surely among 32 teams, there's a spot for the enemy. No doubt about it. Lee, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate uh, you always reaching out on social media uh, and uh, and all of that good stuff. You're a good man, uh, and you've done unbelievable things over your long legacy and career, and I, I look forward to uh, hanging out, seeing you at some point soon uh, around the NFL. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is Lee Steinberg with us on the team. 980. Make sure you follow him on X Twitter at Lee Steinberg at Lee Steinberg. Some good thoughts there on Eric Bieniemy, the state of quarterback play. Uh, again, he's represented every from from Troy Aikman to Patrick Mahomes uh, and everything in between. Uh, there's a million other questions I could have asked him. We just had uh, not enough time, and because the schedule was kind of running late, uh, we were a little bit uh, behind. All right, it is time to wrap up the show. With how we try and wrap up the show each and every day, we'll just do it a little bit earlier than we normally do. But let's fire up that music. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day. All right. Many of you remember from the summer, the Live Golf PGA Tour marriage or situation sort of colliding, sort of merging but we don't know what the hell we're doing, and we still don't know what the hell we're doing. So, there's still all this unknown, all this acrimony, and now there's a new book out from Alan Shipnuck called Live, L-I-V, and Let Die, which used to be, what, a Bon Jovi song, right? Or I guess it is a Bon Jovi song. Uh, It's published uh, by, uh, you know, Fire Pit Collective, whatever that means. Uh, and Brooks Kepka, who is obviously extremely talented and was one of the faces of the defection from the PGA Tour to the Live Tour. Uh, according to the book, Shipnook described the scene in the summer of 2022. So last summer in which Kepka, um, DJ, uh, Paulina Gretzky, daughter of Wayne, hot, uh, and a couple of other p- people were priving, uh, partying at a private bar in Ireland uh, before a pro-am. And so there was, you know, this person that thanked uh, DJ uh, profusely for recruiting him to the live tour and so on and so forth. And Kepka chimed in with a chip on his shoulder, as it said, in the book. And he said, quote, F, the F word, all of those country club kids who talk beep, using the S word and ending in T, about me, according to the book. You think I give a beep, using the F word, what they think? You think I care what people say about me? I just had three surgeries, and I'm supposed to turn down $130 million? I grew up with nothing. After signing that contract, the first person I called was my mom. We both cried. Okay. Here's the deal. I I don't besmirch those guys for making money. I am not one of these PGA Tour loyalists. I'm never going to be Tiger Woods. I'm never going to be Rory McIlroy. Honestly, I don't care. I'm not the junkies. They care way more about golf than I ever will. The Live Tour seemed like a stupid thing, but clearly these guys were able to make guaranteed money. I understood it. Uh, other athletes make guaranteed contracts, absurd amounts of money. I had no problem with it. But Brooks, 
don't come out and say, I don't give a bleep about what you think, and call people country club kids when you're a country club kid. What do you think you are? You think you're just average Joe? A common man, Brooks? Get lost. I'm glad that you had nothing as a kid growing up, supposedly, and now you're making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Good for you. What I don't want you to do is call people country club kids or country club snobs. So just shut up, Brooks Kepka, and just golf. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum dum of the day. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Lee Steinberg. Thanks to you guys on the phones. Back together tomorrow on a game day for the Commanders and the Bears. One o'clock. Craig Hoffman up next. Have a great afternoon. Off to uh, the nation's capital next week. Bears, Commanders on Thursday night football. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.